If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Sarah Hanson-Young is a South Australian Green Senator and also a number of portfolios she holds. We're going to talk about communications and environment today. Great to have you with us on Flow FM, Sarah. Great to be here, Ricky. Thanks for having me. Look, um, might change things up a bit what we're going to talk about because when it comes to World Wilderness Day, which is today, it's probably a good place to start and talking about the Murray-Darling Basin Plan. Well, that's right because we know that the environment is in a, in a very critical state and the River Murray and the Murray-Darling Basin uh, is such a prime example of this. One of those issues where you know, too much water over years and years has been taken out of the system and we need to rebalance it so that we can ensure that the river is flowing in the in in the dry times. I know we've had a lot of rain lately and there's a lot of water in the in the river, but sooner uh, than we think it's going to start uh, getting dry again and we need to make sure that the river is healthy, that the native fish uh, have uh, a healthy place to live and that we keep the river alive for all users. You know, there's no jobs on a dead river, Ricky. Uh, absolutely. And look, we're trying to drill into this topic of buybacks because I know it instantly gets people's back up in some river communities, but it does appear we were just speaking with the University of Adelaide's Dr. Constantin Seidel, agricultural economist, on this, and he was pointing out it's often what I'm calling fractional buyback or partial buyback that happens. Farmers don't actually leave communities. They just get more efficient at what they're doing. Look, that's right. And no one's talking about compulsory you know, acquisition or anything here. We're talking about voluntary buybacks. Uh, you know, and I think thinking about it is as you know a, a partial kind of um, reduction of, of people's uh, licenses. You know, selling off a bit and keeping a bit, becoming more efficient, and of course leaving more water in the river so that it's it's sustainable. I mean, that's the whole point of this. If we want to keep the river alive, we've got to make sure that it is in the best possible position for the drying climate. And Dr. Constantin Seidel was also talking about, we discussed New South Wales's performance, the Murray-Darling Basin authorities, giving them a big F, basically, in terms of mm. getting their water-sharing plans sorted out. What's your view on their performance? Oh, I just, it's so frustrating. You know, we're, we are 10 years down the track now on the Murray-Darling Basin plan, and the New South Wales uh, government has really dragged the chain for the better half of the last decade uh, and and really are holding up this process. And we're, we're at a position now where at the lower end, um, you know, we're still waiting for that extra 450 gigalitres that was promised to the lower reaches of the river to keep it alive. And uh, in New South Wales is only just implementing their water sharing plans. And to be honest, they're pretty bogus. And that triple bottom line test that exists at the bottom of uh, when it comes to buybacks in that 450 gigalitres, Dr Seidel was saying it's just not workable. If I can paraphrase what he's saying, what we have at the moment is now a no-losers test rather than more winners than losers test. I mean, when was that test changed and do you support it in its current format? Yeah, that's a really good way of describing it. And you're right, it's because there's no losers, you can't do anything. And, and the problem here is we actually have to make adjustments and you know, m money is spent by, should be spent 
buying water back, that goes into those communities. That helps farmers to become more efficient with their water and the water is actually returned to the river. The, this triple bottom line uh, argument was put in under the when Barnaby Joyce was uh, the water minister. And let's be honest, uh, you know, he's never really cared about what happens uh, down at the lower end. It was always about looking after the big corporate cotton farmers up north and uh, you know, and here we are. So we need to you know, move away from that, get back to what the plan originally uh, proposed, which was 450 gigalitres to make sure here in South Australia and the lower reaches of the river would be looked after. Now, I want to get to communications in a moment, but the New South Wales Nationals uh, Minister for Agriculture, Dougald Saunders, this week has called for the release of the carp herpes virus to address the numbers of carp in the system. I thought Barnaby Joyce had a look at this and decided it wasn't the way to go. Yeah, it's, it, it, there was advice, um, you know, internally that this wasn't the way to go. Uh, you know, I've got concerns about it. I know a lot of people uh, in South Australia have concerns about it. Um, but <laughs> I don't know. I feel like uh, it, it gets it gets headlines in the middle of an election, and we know New South Wales is in the middle of a state election. So. Um, you know, I, I, I'm going to mark it up to that at this point. All right, let's talk communications. Uh, well, I want to get to Australia Post first because uh, there is this in- Senate inquiry going on at the moment regarding regional bank closures. Uh, and Anna Bly told us that the uh, for the head of the Banking Association that Australia Post is going to play a greater role in providing bank services. That's probably one of the essential needs of why we need to keep Australia Post in the regions. Absolutely. And any in, any review of Australia Post must make sure that at its centre and at its core is the delivery of essential services, whether that's the mail that people rely on in order to get their information from government or uh, their utility bills or, or loved ones. And of course, that ability to have a post office in town that does those variety of different services for people. As the big banks are you know, winding up their uh, branches and taking these communities for granted, there is going to be a bigger and bigger role for local post offices. I think it's absolutely essential that the regions are not left out of this conversation. I'm going to be watching this review on Australian Post very, very closely. I'm worried about uh, any suggestions that profits are uh, the driver of this. This, this is an essential service. It's a taxpayer-funded service. Uh, It's there to deliver services to every Australian, whether you live in the suburbs, in the city or in the bush. Is there an issue with just how Australia Post is being run because we had this controversy about watches being given to executives and (laughs) how much the executives are paid? Is it run in much more of a corporatised way than, I guess, as an essential service as you describe it? Yeah, it's this strange uh, make-up and and set-up at the Australia Post, similar to the NBN Co. Uh, They're kind of quasi-public, quasi-private run government businesses and so while they're government funded and government owned uh, and you know under the remit of the, uh, the the community they're run as if they're private corporations and that means big bonuses and big salaries for executives uh, and at the end of the day this comes at the expense of actually investing in the organization and the services they deliver so one of the key things we should see out of a review is a cap on executive salaries and a cap on bonuses. And I just don't think it's okay in a taxpayer-run uh, company, a, a, a public service company, that we provide big bonuses to any executives. Now, I was questioning the MBN only a couple of weeks ago in Senate Estimates, and the CEO of MBN gets an, a 
$600,000 bonus, which pushes his entire salary to $1.9 billion. Sorry, $2.9 billion. I mean, it is obscene. Sorry, billion, his salary. Billion. Uh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, Ricky. Million. I thought things had got bad. I didn't know they got that bad, Sarah Hanson Young. <laughs> million. Isn't that extraordinary? Nearly $3 million uh, to do your job. I just don't think anything, anyone is worth that much. Well, it's to help him with the cost of living crisis, I suspect. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Sarah, speaking uh, of the, uh, I guess, corporate sector, when it comes to the Murdoch media, I know the Greens have had long-running concerns about the News Limited uh, and, I guess, the approach it takes. Uh, why are you calling for... Uh, is it a royal commission? What are you looking for? Well, we know that media diversity in this country is really under pressure and, you know, it's one of the reasons why I like speaking to... On, on shows like yours and, and engaging with local media because uh, we know that that's where the real news from local communities is gathered. It's where it's shared. It's where it's told. So I've got a real concern of the almost monopoly-like um, dominance that the Murdoch-owned media has in Australia. They they are the, the largest uh, market holder and the most we've got the most concentrated in the world. But in addition to that, we're seeing what's unfolding in the US right now, where um, Fox News are currently in a legal dispute around the promotion of the lies and myths that came out after uh, Trump lost the election. Remember those those riots on the Capitol, uh, the promotion of the, the, the myth that the election was stolen. Uh, we're now seeing um, lots of evidence coming out that even Rupert Murdoch has admitted uh, that his presenters on Fox News knew the claims were wrong and yet still promoted it. I think there's a big question mark over the influence that big media has on our politics and on our local news. And is there a trend? I know you've got to go, but do we have a trend maybe during the past-term coalition government? Now there's a Labor government where we've got a more corporatised view of business in general, be it media, be it otherwise, and it's getting harder and harder for small business and, um, I guess, smaller outlets to get their business done? Look, I do think there is a uh, a slide away from the local and, uh, and 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 the small business, whether it's uh, you know the, a com- with a community focus um, or just uh, you know that kind of um, those businesses and those community groups that feed back into the local community, uh, offering whether it's the news or the services. And I think we've got to get back to thinking about um, how we invest in our local communities, how we uh, invest in the skills in our local communities. There isn't a one-size-fits-all, Ricky, and I I really worry that um, whether it's the um, syndication of our news, so many of the local papers, for example, uh, across the country have been gobbled up by two of the big media players, uh, News Corp, uh, which is owned by Murdoch, and the Nine Papers. And the news they're getting is coming out of Melbourne and Sydney. It's not coming out of their local towns. Oh, you're singing from our song sheet. We're trying to do something about that here at Flow FM. Sarah Hanson-Young, thanks so much for joining us today. Great to be with you. Thanks, Ricky. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.